everybody. Welcome back to The Sacred Scoop. I am one of your co-hosts, Genevieve Belt, and I'm here with our other co-hosts, Josh Finfrock and Emily Weberg. Woo, what's up? Hey, guys. Hey. Today, we are going to be talking about the chakras um, and their correspondences, how do they show up in the body, the spirit, um, the mind, the emotions, etc., and how can we use this ancient knowledge to help ourselves? Awesome. This is one of my favorite topics, so I'm excited. Yeah, we definitely have a lot. There's so many things to talk about. So much. So much material. So we're going to try to keep a condensed um, version of it for you. Otherwise, it's going to get, this is going to be a five hour long podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I think the, the first thing that we want to open up with is what are they and where do they come from? Yeah. What is a chakra? Yeah. Well, well, okay. So I think, I think first things first, and you can't quote me on it because I don't have a book in front of me, but I believe it roughly translates to whirling vortex, right? Yeah, or like wheel, wheel or, right? wheel, yeah. or wheel of light or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I think it's derived from, um, Ayurvedic healing modalities, right? More yeah. like, um, uh, Indian culture. And so it's, so we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years that, that the chakras have been used as a tool for healing. Um, and so there are lots of chakras in our body, but most of us, if we are at all familiar, will be thinking of the seven primary chakras. So this would be um, your root chakra, which is located at the base of your spine, the sacral chakra, which is located just below the navel, the solar plexus, which is located just above the navel, and the heart chakra right over the center of the chest, the throat chakra over the throat, the third eye chakra over the the I was going to say over the third eye, um, <laughs> in between the eyebrows, um, just above your eyes and the crown, which is right at the crown of the head. So these seven are kind of like the primaries. These are the ones that often get talked about in your yoga classes, in your healing sessions with us. Um, but there are many, 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 um, and, and these also translate to other ancient cultures too. Like um, they very much coincide with meridians and Chinese medicine. And so there's a lot of... And the Nowies. And the Nowies. Yes, absolutely. Right. So um, there's a lot of ancient cultures that use these same ideas and principles, but for whatever reason, probably just because of the popularity of yoga, wouldn't you think in the United yeah. States? Like that's why the chakras have become sort of the the staple in terms of talking about energetic centers or pathways in the body. Yeah. That's probably the first place I heard it. Right. Was in a yoga class. Yeah. I mean, I heard them from you, which was yoga. So yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right. So essentially, I mean, it depends on, you know, who you ask, but essentially what you're, what you're wanting these chakras to embody is free flowing energy. Right. And so, um, we sort of imagine this energy as moving, um, in like a clockwise direction, right? Like if we're thinking of our chakras as a wheel, we want it to be moving in a clockwise direction and we want it to be going from the first chakra, the root chakra, 
all the way up to the crown. So there's like, there's like an ascension happening. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, and so the idea is that optimal health is when all of this energy flows freely through all these chakras. There's no blockages, there's no discrepancies, there's no, um, issues that's going on where you might get blocked. And when you do get blocked, this is what we would think of as pathology or whether that be physical, mental, or emotional or spiritual mm. disease or disease. Disease. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So does anybody want to like jump in on, do we want to just go through one well, by I, one? I think we could talk a little bit about some generalities sure. still. So yeah. like one of the things that I would say is, okay, so you've discussed what they are, where they are. And so maybe a quick word on how they get affected, sure, right? Sure. And so like some ways I would say that just by being out in public and experiencing the energetics of others, you can come into contact with what one of my teachers uh, over at Healing Arts Metaphysical Center in Batavia, we'll link them, um, calls energetic lint. It's just out there. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Mm -hmm. You just come into contact with it and you need occasional cleaning because our culture is such that it's out there. So we just got to clean it up. Um, but it can also come from things like, uh, you know, maybe negative thoughts that you don't want to let go of. Yeah. Or traumatic experiences. Yeah. 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 Emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, those things can cause disruptions in the chakra. I think too, there's like, there's, there can be, if we want to go down this road, past life stuff that can show up in our chakras as well. Sure. Um, that's kind of a wider, broader discussion, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and I think the idea is that, you know, as Josh says, dis-ease, right? Where you experience a dysfunction in a chakra and then it becomes this possibly physical manifestation. And we think of it, totally backwards in our culture where we're like, we are just like, I'm going to chase this physical symptom. Right. And I, you know, we're not thinking about like, what are the emotions involved here? Mm -hmm. What does my spirit feel like right now? That's just like not a line of thinking that we take whatsoever. And the chakras challenges that and says, no, 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 we've got to start there. Right. And then figure out why, how this is manifesting physically in our body. Right. Have you heard of emotion being broken down into energy and motion. It sounds familiar, but I'd yeah. love to hear you. So thinking about yeah. like energy and motion getting stuck, causing disease. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. So it's like the reverse of what it's supposed to be. Right. So like certain emotions are going to block the flow of energy. And that's when it presents as a physical disease. Absolutely. I always like to, at least in terms of the meridians and, and it's different. It's different than the chakras. The way that things flow is different where they're located is different, but same stuff, you know, different culture. Um, I always describe it as like rivers. And mm -hmm. I tell people to like, imagine that there are these riverways in your body and you know, the idea, a healthy river has all of this, like, good like flora around it and it has all of these animals that are living in it right these insects these amphibians whatever um and it flows 
it flows, right? Like when you have an unhealthy river system, a lot of that stuff is not present. And sometimes it's because there is a dam that was built where it's, where it shouldn't be, or there is a drought and then it's just like straight up gone. There's no flow whatsoever, Mm. or there's a flood. And when it floods, it can then cause damage in other locations as well. Yeah. Ooh, so, I love that visual. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? That's great. So it's like the same thing yeah, as totally. like the chakras, right? If we are th- kind of thinking of this flow coming up the spine and like spreading out through the body, think if like you have one area where there's like a dam built and then you have all of this physical pain there but then you have another area where like for example um like a flood i always give the example of swelling people that get like Mm. swollen lower legs and ankles that would be like a flood right and then it's like literally flooding down your body um or if there's a drought this could be people who are like dry cough dry eyes dry nails dry hair dry skin right like all the dryness stuff um and so it, it can literally manifest itself physically and create these physical discrepancies where, and and especially when we can't make sense of it all, this can provide an opportunity for you to be like, Oh, well, yeah, this is, this is like the, the piece of the puzzle that I was missing. I love, yeah. I loved all the, all the things you just said to explain all that. Cause it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think one of the key things that you got, you were trying to make a point about was that, in the Western system, we get sick and try to fix the problem. Whereas mm-hmm. what we're saying is there's usually something going on behind the scenes yes. that yeah. causes the illness first. And it, it could be an energetic problem, an emotional, a mental problem, a tr- past trauma. That's what's exactly. causing physical manifestation of disease in the here and now. Exactly. So to like continue with my, my river analogy, I'm just, I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just gonna hitch my wagon Send to it that. home, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, okay. We got, we so got let's, three runners. Or it's, what is it? We got three people on base. Let's go. <laughs> so, Bad so, so we've got, so like, it would be like, okay, we have this dysfunctional river system. There's, there's a dam that got built or something. Right. And so on one side of the dam, it's like real healthy and great. And on the other side of the dam, there's, there's no fish in it. All mm. the fish are dead. Right. So we're just going to stock the other side we're, because all the fish are dead. So we're just going to stock it with more fish. Well, guess what? All those fish are going to die again too, at some point. Right? right. So that's kind of like the idea that I think that you're talking about where like we go after the problem we think we go after the problem by creating a solution, but it's really a short-term solution until right. the problem just comes back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's a real, it's, it's kind of a, it's a difficult place to be stuck in because not everybody um, knows that there are other options out there for them and that they can seek out help in different ways. Um, and I think it's been really stigmatized too um, as being like woo woo. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I would say just to like explain that, just think of it as like organs that you can't see. Right. That's all they are. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, let's talk about the energy bodies because I think when we talk about the chakras, at least myself, when I was first learning them, I was only thinking they're going in one direction. I'm forgetting that it's this 3D, like the energy is 
being projected in all directions mm-hmm. around your body. It's not just going outward, it's going back, it's going to mm-hmm. the sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have these energy bodies that extend far past your physical body. And, you know, these chakras extend to those as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm happy to, to give the, the way that I've heard it explained was, was through pranic healing is that you have your physical body and then you have what's called the etheric template, which is like a layer of your aura that exists maybe about two to four inches off outside of your skin. And then you have the, uh, the, the mental, the emotional body, things okay. that we would consider like the aura aura where you can see colors or you can see maybe something around someone's head or something like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that there's probably an infinite layer of auras, right? And sure. there's probably an infinite layer to each chakra as well. The stuff is not um, linear, which is what makes it so fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's endless possibilities, right? And the more you open, the bigger the energy field. Or mm. what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Well, again, so pranic healing basically says that like the size of your chakras indicates the degree of consciousness that you carry. So like the bigger the chakra, the higher the level of consciousness? Exactly. Yes and no. So like assuming that you, so they, they basically postulate that like average, and this has not been my experience, but they say that average is like four inches. For me, average has been like six ish, Uh maybe even a little bit more depending on, yeah, I would say about six. Anyway, not important. Um, but like if you have a person who has like lots of above average chakras, yes, I would say then in fact, that person has above average consciousness. But if someone comes in and has one or two, that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. So, so, all right. Making that So how do you guys scan the chakras when someone comes into you? Yeah. I mean, I, I go pretty simple. I typically use a pendulum method. Um, I can scan and sometimes do just using like my own energetic vibration, Mm -hmm. you know, like hands over the area. Um, but also pulse diagnosis. Like, I mean, again, like it's, it's too, it's really like you're feeling, I mean, this is, this is pretty specific to, um, Eastern medicine, especially Chinese medicine, but, um, I am constantly using pulse diagnosis because the, the pulses can be broken down into, what we call the upper jaw, the middle jaw and the lower jaw, which is essentially upper body, middle body, lower body. Right. Um, and then you can break it down into meridians as well. So each, you know, little like subtle area of the pulse is the different meridians. But I also like to think of it as the chakras as well. Right. Because, and I'll kind of break it down to like lower chakras, middle chakras, upper chakras. Right. And so if I'm feeling somebody's pulse, and their their upper body and middle body feel like really intense and rapid and big, but I'm not feeling anything in the lower body. I'm immediately thinking, hmm, there might be a block somewhere in like the solar plexus maybe, okay. or maybe the sacral chakra. So um, so I, I kind of, I take my brain in both directions. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Yeah. So I, I do two primary methods of scanning. Um, I... Brian, when I work with a patient, I first scan the size of each individual chakra. And I do that with my hands um, and, and more specifically my fingertips. 
So I've done a lot of training and practice to make my palms and my fingers and my hands like very sensitive to energy. And so the finer of the thing that you want to scan, the more that I would gravitate towards my fingertips. Whereas when I'm scanning someone's aura, I'm using my whole hand. Okay. So what I will do is I will look physically at the chakra or where it's located, right? And then I'll close my eyes and visualize what I think it looks like. Mm -hmm. And then I will scan it with my hands to confirm. Um, and it didn't always used to match, but now it's starting to match, I think because I'm getting better at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, so basically, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I'm not only scanning it one way, I'm doing it like multiple ways mm -hmm. simultaneously so I can get as much information as possible. So Smart. I'm, I'm feeling it with my fingers. And so I'll get a size and then if the rotation is off, my arms will move and it will, it'll go like this or like Ooh, this. And so, sorry, so the people who are listening who couldn't see what I was just doing, um, it's like my, it will go in like a rotating motion. So it's, it, it'll basically give the rotation that it's doing too much of. Okay. So if it's like too much to the right, this person needs a lot of healing in that area. So like they need energizing they need support they need nurturing in that in that position which is usually not common most of the time someone just needs a lot of cleansing in my experience so what would that look like if they need a lot of cleansing that, so that would be that would be counterclockwise it depends yeah so like it's normally counterclockwise sometimes sometimes if it's small and very firm that's a cleansing if it's big and spinning counterclockwise really fast that's a cleansing okay because a lot of times too what can happen is instead of being full of garbage you could have one horrible little thought like maybe you grew up thinking that you didn't deserve to be loved or you are always going to be stupid or you know something like that uh -huh. and that's one, really? of, one of those words yeah it's like your chakras teeny tiny and it's really really dense those are usually like extreme self-limiting beliefs, bigotry, racism, stuff like that. Wow. Um, so anyway, yeah, I scan with my fingertips the size of the chakra. And then once I've done all those individually, I'll scan the aura to see if anything's accumulating or again, if there's anything really weak in certain areas. And that will kind of give me an indication of like, not only what do I need to do for this patient, but then what do I need to tell them to do when they get out of here? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's important. How do you empower them? Yeah, right. Like, how do we how do we repair this chakra and area? Like, what are the things that I can do um, mm. that's going to, like, help support that? Yeah. Interesting. What about, what about you? Yeah, what about you, Emily? Tell us. Um, definitely love using the pendulum. Yeah. Uh, I think because it helps take some self-doubt out. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like very physical, like you see it and other people can see it and other people. And like, I right. was going to say, when you do it in my sessions, it's like so clear. Yeah. You know, it'll be moving real well. And then she'll get to the next one. And it'll just completely stop. Yeah. And she, the last time she's like, I'm going to call that a block. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk just, about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love doing that, but also another good tool is my drum. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. The vibration, yeah. The vibrations of the drum can pick up like peaks and valleys. So where there's a lot of energy, where there's less energy. So using sound, which is also another physical way that my clients um, can process it as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just my hands, but I 
like using tools. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's way more, more fun. <laughs> well, and there's something to be said too. So like, okay, so with the pendulum, it can be made out of a healing crystal. Okay. Yeah. So like you're inviting that right. in. Right. And just like what you said, okay, with the sound, yeah, it is giving you information, but it's also healing while you're getting that information. Right. And I'm sure that that's also true when we're scanning with our hands, but there's something to be said for the client's experience too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, I think getting to feel the experience of the drum is probably a lot more enjoyable for the client because there's something happening. Yeah. And they might have, they might struggle with feeling energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's like, it's just makes it much more obvious for them. But anyway, maybe we should talk a little bit about the chakras. Yeah. What are they? Yes. Yeah. So we've got the first one, the root. This yeah. is, it's a biggie. Root I feel like tootin'. this one, I feel like <laughs> literally. This, yeah. Right. Yeah, this, this yeah exactly. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a at, good joke. It's at the base of the spine. Um, the color is red. Mm. The element is earth. Right. Earth, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's near all of our, like lo- it obviously rules all of our lower body legs knees, hips, hips, low back, low back. Oh yeah. Low back is a big one. Um, our like rectal area, our pelvic floor area, excretory uh, organs. uh, Sure. Yeah. For male, male reproductive, um, not female. Um, there's a lot of, um, kidneys would be related to the root chakra as well. Um, from my perspective anyways, well, yeah, because it can be blocked by fear and exactly. fear is yeah. an emotion the kidneys regulate, you it. right? You got it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I know that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've all got our own, our own thing going on. Yeah. So emotions, right? Fear is a big one. Um, anxiety. I see a lot of um, financial fear is, mm-hmm. or like scarcity, lack mindset, Yeah. insecurity, lack of safety. Right. Because wh- like when this is in balance, we feel safe secure our physical needs are met grounded we you know all of our basic needs yes yeah right yeah so so and I also like to think of I don't know about you guys but sometimes I will also even put like age ranges on some of the chakras so like typically in my mind if let's say like I'm really getting the feeling I'm I'm scanning somebody the root is just like blocked I'm getting the feeling that it's related to a childhood trauma Typically I'm thinking of like the sort of the most, um, formative years. Yes. But like, I would say zero to five is typically the range that I'm thinking of because that is when you are essentially developing the foundation of yourself as a human being. It's like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sure. In psychology. Absolutely. So like, right. You're developing how to meet your most basic Mm -hmm. survival needs during that time. Um, so that's just some, that's just the thing that I think about sometimes. And every once in a while, I'll throw that out there to people and they'll be like, oh yeah, big trauma there. Yep. Absolutely. I totally get that. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but what are some things that you guys see commonly in, in the root or related to the root? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think there's a couple of chakras in the root and the crown are the, are the two of them where it's like kind of hard to pinpoint super, super specific. But what I can say is that like, whatever is going on in the individual, if the root chakra 
is affected, it's like you say, there's usually a fear. Something is like affecting my ability or my perceived ability to like make it. And so in today's day and age, when we're usually not confronted with, you know, like having to survive a shark attack or, you <laughs> yeah. know, like getting a village stomped down by elephants, you know, it's, it's usually things like, do I have enough money? Is there something wrong with my house? What's going on with my immediate family? Like yeah. things that affect like your stability, your ability mm-hmm. to feel like, like you have the, the bare essentials to make it for tomorrow and like the next day or the next couple of weeks or something like that. When it's really constricted people are disconnected and depressed in my experience. Usually when it's really robust, these are people who are strong, physically fit. Um, Yeah. And when it's constricted, you're usually not physically fit. You're usually feeling weak and tired, a little worn out when it's really, really, really big. And this is not common. This is like the extreme, like panic, fear, anxiety, like, Mm over obsessed with safety like okay. we've got to we've got to get everyone to the bunker like type of thing mm, like a mania like a almost yeah exactly. okay. Kind yeah, of. yeah okay interesting so those tend to be the things that i see but again the other thing with a really large root chakra just could be that you're holding on to a lot from sure. your from your early past so it's not always you know super super extreme but yeah it's and normally what i see is a constricted root chakra and people are feeling disconnected and ungrounded and scared usually. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think a couple of like little things that I have picked up on is when people are traveling a lot, you're right. Like you're, you're uprooting often you're moving, you know, I, I house. Yeah. Or or yeah. Or moving. Absolutely. Right. When you're moving to a new home, even if it's just, you know, a couple blocks away, it's still a thing. Like you're, you're uprooting your life from one space and moving to another space. And that could be a good thing. You bought a new house. It's amazing. It's exactly what you wanted, but it could still like, just, you know, Dirty Positive up your things room can still be stressful. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it can be a little disruptive. Um, I think that probably if it's a positive thing, the likelihood of you having, uh, being able to recover from that is probably a little bit faster. True. Right. Um, so that's one, one side note that I see. Um, and then I also see uh, a, a lot of people who when they have just been diagnosed with something that's really scary or that they don't understand, or if they are unable to find a diagnosis because their body is just like losing its mind. It's it. I read that as the, um, feeling unsafe in your own body, right? Like feeling like your, like your body is betraying you or something like that. It's like, there's like an unsafety there because you're like, what is this body even doing? Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a disconnect physically, I think, right. It's sort of, I mean, that's just part of being ungrounded, right. Where we like try to disconnect from our physical body um, because we don't feel safe in it. So that's kind of another thing that I see with the root that comes up every so often. What about you, Emily? I mean, I'm going to go physical on this one (laughs) with low back, hip issues, Um, sciatic pain, uh, you know, we should have went physical. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're like, we're just getting, we're getting all out, you know, cause sometimes I'd be like, so, you know, I always start my session. So it's new, Mm -hmm. you know, slowly getting there. 
And the more I see people, the more they open up. But it's like, all right, so what kind of emotions are we holding on to? Yeah. Uh, Because the hips are definitely a hot spot. Hips, absolutely. Knees, I would say, too. Yeah. Knee issues, um, kidney kidney infections, bladder infections, mm-hmm. kidney stones, prostate issues, erectile dysfunction. I mean, it just, yeah, you, you see a lot of physical stuff that goes along with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, Anything else to add on the root chakra? I think we can move on. Number well, two. On up. Number two. Number okay, two. Let's do it. Sacral. The sacral. Yeah. The color is orange. Um, the, element is water water yeah Yeah. huh i just i don't the elements i don't think of those as much well i think it's a loose association you know not every culture agrees with these associations correct yeah oh interesting okay yeah i don't know that i ever learned it that way um the sacral chakra is located like i said just below the navel um it rules that area of the body front to back so um we're talking uh, female reproductive organs. Um, I would even, I don't know about you guys, but I would even also throw in some of like our lower organ systems, colon, things like that. Sure. Um, but you don't agree with that? Well, no, I do. I do. I just, I think that's where it gets, it gets hairy, right? Where it's like, okay, so like I believe in a navel chakra too, which I know you do too. Uh, yeah. So it's like, Yes, but I normally assign the digestive stuff that's lower to the navel chakra. And then the, like the excretory organs are normally the root chakra, but depending on which ones might be the sacral chakra. Well, I think that's important to mention because there are so many chakras throughout your body. And it is a gray area sometimes. Yeah, And depending on what book, if you read a book or if you read an article or just look up something on Google, like it, it, it's gonna, it all, all vary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in general, I mean, you know, the sacral chakra is related to, um, like creativity, sexuality, yeah. um, you know, sensuality, but also this is like where we feel. So I've, I've also, I remember, you know, taking like psychic courses and being told like, this is where we sort of connect to other people. And be able to pick up information psychically because this is where we feel. Mm. Um, So it's interesting because I've also, when it comes to female reproductive organs, I've also heard people say that in in some schools of thought, the uterus is like a bull inside of the body. And when women take in trauma or pain or whatever the case is, it will, and there, and it's not processed. It will sit in that bowl. And then we have things that come out like fibroids, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, infertility, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there's been a lot of connection there to, um, issues with the sacral chakra and being able to allow yourself to feel, um, but there's also, I mean, there's so many other, I would also say boundaries, but I, I know that that's, Again, one of those things like, yeah. is that yeah. solar plexus? Is that sacral? Like, and see, the thing is, is that I would call it navel, <laughs> which is literally <laughs> yeah. right, in the, middle like right in the middle. Yeah. Right. So it's one of those gray areas, but I don't think you can go wrong, man, because like with emotions, boundaries are so important, yeah. especially as an empath, which and we think, just talked about last episode. I think that's why I associate it 
with that yeah. because I'm like, yes, boundaries. We need to have emotional and energetic boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other body parts that I missed? I feel like, I mean, again, a, a gray area, but low back yeah. hips yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to think of low back hips and then, yeah, I mean, genitalia. Sure. Pretty much. Yeah, sure. Um, so what, what do we all see with the sacral? Yeah. Uh, for me, almost always repressed emotion, repressed sexuality, repressed creativity. Mm. Like those are the top three. Like it's almost always that unless the person is like a mess on my table and it's really, really big. Then maybe like it's because they're really, really emotional, but like it probably needs to happen Yeah, because there's a ton in there and that's why it's that big. And that's why they're expressing these emotions like that. So yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's almost um, always emotions, creativity, and... and yeah, guilt, yeah, guilt blocking. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Um, which is, or would you say shame, too? Yeah, guilt Both. and shame. Absolutely, yeah. And then when you think about, like, you know, belly dancers, or even in the 50s when, the, you know, rock stars like Elvis started moving their hips, and it was Very like, shameful. oh. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they dance with their hips? <laughs> yeah, no, you're That's totally too right. sensual, you right. know? Like, let's stop that by making it shameful um, when it's, like, the most powerful force, you absolutely. know? Like, tapping into sensuality. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a great way to move energy. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's right. It's a part of who you are. Um, I've had a lot of people, um, that would identify as part of the LGBTQ plus, um, culture and a lot of sacral chakra blockage, especially if, if they're not comfortable coming out to their families or their friends or their work or whatever the case is. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, yeah, like that sexuality thing, right. Where you're like, you're not able to express in that way and be yourself and be authentic, um, in that way. So I've seen a little bit of that. Um, I think that, but that also kind of blends with the solar too, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, like creative blockage is probably the other biggest thing that I see slash experience for myself. Right. Experience (laughs) for sure. Definitely. So when the sacral chakra is flowing, it's all balanced. We're feeling, we're feeling inspired, motivated, connected. Yeah. What do you guys see Creatively expressive, some sort of creative outlet, um, feeling um, firm and, and confident in your sexuality, um, sensuality, having healthy connections there. Yeah. Fertile, fertile, you know, like, um, in terms of, um, like physical fertility. Well, and happy. I, I I think happiness, like having like flow of joy is also a sacral chakra thing. And serotonin is produced in the gut. Well, there you go. Oh yeah. So there's that link to it. Yeah, hundred percent. So Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's got a, it's Absolutely. got a lot of stuff there. It's yeah. subtle. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. I yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. It's it's kind of a hard one. It's a tricky one because there's so much blending that happens. But I would say ninety nine percent of the time in my brain, because I work so much with um, uh, fertility, prenatal, postpartum women, um, that's where my brain is going. Yeah. Right? Is, well, yeah. and root and sacral are 
so close. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So there's a lot of blending. Yes. Like I notice if women are really struggling with their menstrual cycles, um, the sacral will often have blockage there. And something that I thought of earlier when you were talking about the uterus being a bowl, mm-hmm. like, do you ever notice like when you're going through a lot of emotional turmoil, like what your cycle is like? Totally. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Like people will sometimes not get it at all or it will be extremely especially painful or, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You see that a lot like with people. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was always, uh, you know, it's such a weird feeling too, because I think we, I, I, not everybody, right. Cause we also have, um, contraceptive and things like that, that will alter your cycle. But for those women that sort of rely on that every 28 days, here it is, it can be really jarring. It's like, it's like, um, it, it's, it almost creates like an emotional thing, um, where you're like, you're feeling totally off because it's later, it's early or it's weird or it's whatever. Right. So it's like, they already just ultimately go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. Nice. All right. Should we move it on up? Yeah, definitely. Solar Solar plexus. Color is yellow. We're going up. If you haven't noticed, it's the colors of the rainbow, by the way. Um, Yeah, color is yellow. It's right above the navel. Um, It is associated with digestive organs, um, the diaphragm, other things, right? Yeah, were you going to say the element? Oh, the element. Yeah. Is it an earth element? It's fire. Oh, it's fire. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know this element stuff as well. Yeah. and different things that are different emotions associated. I would definitely say anger, resentment, yeah. frustration, confidence, empowerment, doubt, doubt. Yeah. Decision-making, mm-hmm. um, sometimes anxiety too, yeah. Yeah. like worry or caution or something. I don't know. I see stress and anxiety there. I, I tend to see resentment more in the heart chakra. doesn't mm-hmm. mean it can't be in the solar plexus. Um, but I, I, so all those things are true. So mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll call her a different area. I see people with solar plexus issues a lot of times. If it's too small, they have a hard time asserting themselves and, and mm. standing up for what they need. Yeah. If it's too big, they might do a little too much of that and step on other people's toes. Well, yeah, it's sure. the seat of our ego. So if yes. you think about it in ego terms, it would make sense that if someone has too much, you know, exactly <laughs> too much of a being into themselves, it can be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of one of the first things I look at with clients when I'm, when I'm talking with them I, is I will, I will check to see what does solar plexus look like against their heart chakra? Which one's bigger, which one's smaller? Mm, Are they Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Cause what it will do is it will tell you not if they're a good person or a bad person. <laughs> it's like, are these, are these type of people that are going to be me first or are they going to be we first? Because okay. it just changes the sure. conversation, right? Sure. Like people who are we <laughs> first, just, yeah, they need a, a totally different type of, 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 of nurturing and encouragement because they need to be brought to the point of being more independent huh. and stronger and like um, standing up for themselves when people are kind of stepping on their toes. Whereas the other way around, they might need to be a little more open, a little more receptive to like the people around them instead of being so, you know, maybe 
I don't know if bullheaded is the right word, but just, you know, maybe like the blinders are on a little bit because you're not paying attention to how other people are feeling. But I would say issues that affect the solar plexus, like Jenna said, anger, Mm -hmm. work, work shows up in the solar plexus for me and for my clients a lot. So if work is off, that, that can affect the solar plexus. Also, if someone's eating like crap, it's yeah, the solar digestion. plexus. Yeah, yeah. A ton of digestive stuff for sure. That's probably the most common is digestive stuff. With I'd solar argue plexus. it has a connection to the vagus nerve. I yeah. agree. I completely agree. And that, you know, when that's off, digestion sucks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and then a lot of other things yeah. to suck too. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think I see. I see a lot of like confidence and empowerment issues and yeah, like, like assertiveness stuff that comes up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's kind of, and then, you know, to kind of take it back to, to the other two that we've learned um, when I see the solar, the sacral and the root all blocked, typically that I read that as some sort of a trauma response where people are trying to dissociate. Mm. Oh, They're yeah. trying to leave, right? Those are kind of all of our lower, our physical chakras that keep us sort of, you know, like foundationally sound. Um, and so when I see that, I'm, I'm usually trying to check in with that person to see like, are you letting yourself feel? Are you avoiding emotions? Are you like avoiding connecting in with a harder, deeper feeling? Um, and usually that answer is yes, <laughs> in most cases. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it kind of, it plays a role, right? Because like they don't feel safe enough to, um, and there's that root chakra coming to, into play and they don't feel safe enough because they have this really hard emotion that they are struggling to like connect with in the sacral chakra. And they're probably ashamed of it. And, right. and have shame around yeah. it or guilt or whatever the case is. And then they don't feel empowered enough to go through any of those things coming through the solar plexus. So it just, that's kind of a, th- a thing that I've noticed show up in a lot of those cases. Is there anything that tips you off to that combo when someone comes in and they're like, I have this, this and this going on? You're like, ooh. I mean, yeah. Any of those physical issues if mm-hmm. there's like if they're like yeah i um i have major digestive dysfunction low libido and constant low back pain i'm like huh i'm going to go ahead and check those three and see what's going on um so sometimes like physical manifestation combinations but typically like if um you know you can just tell in conversations with people and i always try to meet people where they're at if they are discussing a very serious trauma in like a really nonchalant, no big deal way. Okay. I'm like, oh, I feel like we might be looking at a block here. Cause they're like disconnected from how serious it actually is. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's not just, again, like a lot of people I'm meeting them for the first time. It's a new place. It's a, it's new people. It's a, sometimes a new modality and I'm about to stick needles in people. So like yeah. there is like some discomfort there. I don't expect people to just be like, um, all like open and forthcoming with their emotions right away. Right. Um, but there are some situations where again, it's like very nonchalant, no big deal, whatever this absolutely horrendous thing just happened to me. And, um, that's just it. It's fine. No biggie. Right. And then there's other people who will like sort of give it the, the, 
the intensity that it needs without like having a breakdown. And then there are some people who are like, I absolutely cannot handle this. And I'm just going to hysterically cry in front of you because I, and that's okay too. Like every single one of those is okay. And it just lets me know where you're at. Yeah. So we talked about it being kind of around ages too. So we have the three lower ones. We have like zero to five root chakra, sacral. What do we say? Like, I would say, yeah, I, I usually think of adolescence as being sacral chakra. Um, you know, especially like those kind of teenage years because it is related to sexuality and sensuality as well. Sure. Um, and then I think of solar plexus as your twenties. Mm. right it's okay. like really trying to like find who out you who are. you are yeah, right because authentic self. yes because there is authenticity that lies there too and it and it is like you said it's this it's the center for your ego so like as children we are very egocentric but you don't really know what that means because you're a child you're right. just trying like we are egocentric <laughs> because we're trying to learn about ourselves then you've like learned enough about like basic human being functions. And in your twenties, you're like, but who do I want to be? Who mm-hmm. am I really? And how do I empower myself to show up as that person in the world? Um, it can be a hard time. It can oh, be, yeah. but it's, it's also can be a fun time too. And I just heard that, you know, the brain finishes developing around 25 on mm-hmm. average. Interesting. So, I thought it was longer. I think for for males it is. Maybe that's why. That's you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I I've heard like closer to 30 for men. Okay. But yeah. I've heard 25 as well for women. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting because the girls first... go to Jupiter. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> nice try. Got him. <laughs> but the first three chakras are more of our physical connection to like this physical realm yeah yeah the earth are the physical body the earth um and as we move up we get a little bit more connected to other things yeah and i feel like a lot of cultures will say that the heart is the bridge right yeah the physical and the spiritual and it really is i mean in the physical body as well it's the fourth chakra it's the number that's right in the middle of seven i mean there's a lot of like I mean, just obvious signs and symbolism, symbolism, as well as, you know, esoteric and occult stuff that they talk about with the heart. So it's, yeah, it's a important chakra. Yeah. Well, it's our next one. Let's go into it. Number four, the heart. It is the color green. Um, and what is the element? Air. Air. Huh. I would never think it. Through breath and respiration. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right. Because of course, as you would imagine, body parts, heart. Whoa, imagine that. <laughs> Wild. I know. Um, the lungs, of course, your whole like pulmonary system, mm. um, breasts, chest, you know, all the different shoulders. Yeah. Shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Right. Upper, upper back. Right. That, um, upper part of the spine. Um, and emotions, I would, I mean, love yeah. is love, like love. compassion, compassion, forgiveness, but also grief, grief and sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting because in Chinese medicine, lungs, lungs hold grief. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, it, so again, more like correspondences across the board. Um, yeah. And, and I would also say with all of these two, like, I think the, I have made the mistake in the past of thinking about 
how things are, or these emotions are being expressed outwardly, but also we want to start thinking about how these emotions are being expressed inwardly as well. So oftentimes when the heart chakra comes up and I'm thinking about love, usually, you know, I used to think about, well, how do I express love? How do I, but also Mm. how do you receive love? Mm -hmm. Right. And how do you also love yourself too? Yeah. Um, so, so it goes both ways. Um, it can go outward and inward. Um, yeah. So what are we, what are we finding? This one, I feel like there's a lot of deep, obviously a lot of deep seated issues that come arise family, I think comes up in the heart the most. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's a big one. So family comes up a lot in the heart. I think your spouse can come up in the heart depending on the issue. Sometimes it comes up in the the sacral chakra. Sure. So you can, you can see, yeah, well, I guess what you would, you would say spouse is family, right? So I guess there's that. Um, with with heart chakra again like i said earlier solar plexus is me and heart is we so so any issues that are going on between individuals that are outside of yourself too can come through in a heart chakra issue depending on your type of relationship but yeah usually the things that are problematic in the heart chakra are being unable to forgive mm, forgiveness um, yeah. yeah and then of course yeah and holding on to grief and sadness and right i also forgiveness not only for others, but for yourself. For yourself. Yeah, a that, big, yeah. That's a deep one. So if I see heart chakra and sacral chakra both shut down, that's how I, just that's like you said. Yeah, it's like this person. Because there's like the shame and the yep. guilt thing. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So this person's really hard on themselves. They're, they're something's wrong. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can tell. Um, I also see, I see with a lot of young mothers who have young kids at home and you all know, I know you'll know the mom guilt. Mm. like all you moms out there where you like, you know, you've got to take care of yourself, but it's like, okay, but I, especially if your young kids are, if you work, right. You work all day, your kids go to daycare, they have a nanny, they, or they go to all day school, whatever the case is. And you're like, and I just want this hour every week to go do this thing. But like, I only get this amount of time with my kids per day. Um, and so I'll, I'll see a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of feeling, right. Where it's like, I, I am not, I, there's not enough space for me here. Yeah. And so I don't have enough time to love myself. I don't have enough time to give myself the affection that I need because everybody needs more from me. Right. Like you're, and with young kids too, they are so loving and they're so sweet and so kind. And sometimes they're, they're little animals too, but like they need from you. They need a lot from you. Right. And so you're just, you're, I just think any mother would agree with me on this. Like you're often giving way more than you're receiving. I was going to say, is this like a depletion issue where they need that energy put in? Absolutely. Right. So it's kind of, you know, you, you hope that these people have other avenues in their life or other support systems where they can kind of refill but it's also sometimes that's that's not the case. So you have to kind of coach on how do you replenish that for yourself? Right. It's better um, to have a happy mom than yeah, just a present one. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I I would say too. I mean, since we're talking a lot about moms and women, uh, just to give some more general information about like the heart chakra, I, I see 
I see a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lack of faith. So someone's going to shut down heart chakra. Usually they're not feeling very confident (laughs) in in their ability. Like things are going to work out. It's like they don't, Mm. they don't even have the faith that like it can work. I would have thought that that would be more like some of the, the the uppers. So third eye or crown. So I see it in the heart and in the crown. So Mm. really the, the, in my experience, certain chakras are connected. So the heart, the root and the crown are all connected. Um, And so like they call in pranic healing, there's a meditation known as meditation on the twin hearts. And what they say is that you have your heart chakra is one heart, but then your crown chakra is like a second heart. It's like a super chakra with a heart chakra inside of it. So it's like very compassionate and spiritual. Like that's the true crown chakra. And if you look at their, their illustrations in the book, the crown chakra literally is a copy of the heart chakra with more around it. So interesting. Right. So anyway, so you're right. It's totally that. So it's like hope and faith. Which is interesting because as you're describing this, I just picture Jesus. There you go. Like the yeah, picture of the Jesus sacred, with the, the yes, mm-hmm. with the heart and yeah. the the halo. Hundred percent. Yeah. And it, exactly. Why are those two areas highlighted specifically? Mm-hmm. And if you look at many saints, you will see that the heart and the, the yeah. exactly are yeah. highlighted in the same way. And that's and that you're right. That is why. Um. So, like lack of hope and faith, and. Also, I can usually tell a person's receptivity by what's going on with the heart chakra. If the heart chakra is shut down, that person's not open to new information right now. Um, and it's really no fault of their own. Like, okay. if, it's just like, it could be like, maybe you're really angry right now. And like the anger has to run its course before you're going to be open to advice. You know what I mean? So if you come across that, are you like not really expressing what you're come like what you're thinking or what is coming through you're saving it for later or like what how do you go about that if i so normally i scan and if the heart chakra is shut down and i'm already kind of thinking that there's a receptivity or an openness issue i am trying to get their explanation of what they think is going on mm-hmm. and i'm also trying to see like okay where are they wrong? Uh, because like the, 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 the heart chakra would suggest that they're seeing it through a wounded lens. So they're not, they're not able to like, so something has got to be missing because they're hurt. Right. So they're not able to see it clearly. So I've got to, I've got to first understand their perspective. And then I also try to have to see what's going on in the broader perspective and then I have to help them feel validated and honestly get them to trust me. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's a big one. Yeah, right. And so like I, I, I do, I, I mean, of course, I mean, like you can give away your, your practitioner secrets, <laughs> building trust, you know, by being friendly, <laughs> asking questions, you know, like those sorts of things. But I, I think like validating someone and their experience, number one, yeah. with the heart chakra. Absolutely. If you can validate them, they're going to open up and be more honest, which is going to make them more receptive to the information. Um, and then if that's a problem, I will normally cleanse their heart chakra before doing it. I do anything else. So it's mm-hmm. like, I will try to cleanse that area first and then maybe even have another conversation or like address something else. But like, I will start there because if that doesn't happen, 
they're not going to believe in what I'm doing. And if they don't believe in what I'm doing, then none of it matters. Yeah, that (laughs) is huge. So, so the, the, that's why I say like the heart chakra, it's an important one. Um, and I can get, you, you can find a lot out about a person just by looking at the heart chakra and how it compares to their solar plexus. That will tell you almost everything. (laughs) I completely (laughs) Interesting. I completely agree. And that's, I just, I feel like for me, I feel like I connect with the world through my heart chakra. Absolutely. That just is. That's just how, that's how I connect to the world, this world and the world beyond um, the other side. It just is. I feel like all, you know, I, I think every healer I've ever seen has been like, got some heart chakra stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, please help me. <laughs> well, no and wonder you love connecting to the angels. I do. Right. Very heart. Absolutely. Center energy. Oh yeah. Very it, heart and crown. And my favorite color has always been green. I don't mm. know. It just came out of nowhere, but did it? It didn't. Um, and so like some of the physical things that I will experience because of that is anytime I have anxiety, it's chest anxiety. It's always Mm -hmm. like, um, just feeling like, uh, I call it bird in a bag syndrome where you just like feel like fluttery. Fluttery. Yeah. All over. Um, but like in the worst kind of way, like you're a bird stuck in a bag. Um, and then, uh, heart palpitations I will get. Um, I have, uh, I I talked about it on previous podcasts. I have, um, a couple autoimmune disorders that are related to blood vessels. So that also comes from heart, from Mm -hmm. the heart chakra, in my opinion, um, because that is the heart in Chinese medicine, we call the emperor. And because it's like the king of all things, right? Like you can't, you can lose a lot of organs. You can have dysfunction in a lot of other organs, but like if your heart is kaput, that's it. Like you're not living and breathing anymore. Um, so it truly is the emperor of our bodies. And so when you have anything related to the heart, any, um, breathing issues, pulmonary issues, et cetera, blood vessel issues, vascular issues, whatever the case is, that all comes back to that space. Um, breast cancers, you know, would be another thing that we might see with this. Um, I always had severe upper back pain, neck pain that gets more into the throat chakra, but that's also a hot spot of mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, so you, you start to see all of these different things in yourself. Um, because I feel like a lot of us have like areas that are, our like big ones. I don't know about you guys. Oh, if yeah. you guys have, oh, yeah. if you guys have one, Oh, oh, you're asking for I mean, it. Do yeah. you? You <laughs> oh, don't have sure, to tell certainly. me if you don't want to. But. I mean, yeah, I would say, I would say solar plexus is probably where I experience the most of my difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I definitely f- notice when my sacral is off. Mm. Like that is the one where I'm like, mm, yeah, I feel that. And you're so sure. creative. Yeah. Exactly. Right? That's like my first clue. When I don't feel inspired, when I don't feel motivated, that's definitely one that's off a lot. But I struggle with depression. Mm. Mm. Sure. So that's, I mean... It all makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess I'm not surprised by any of these. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so maybe you have a one um, and that's okay. We all have one. Um, should we move it to the throat? Yeah. yeah let's move it on up. Throat chakra. Move it on up. Throat is the color is blue. The, what is the element? It's so it weird. gets a little hairy as we get up. 
Yeah, yeah. because there aren't. And already went through the four. It's like how yeah. many elements are there? Yeah, yeah the, I've heard it where it's like, oh, and this is spirit, and this is yeah. ether, and yeah, this is yeah. that. So I think I think we let it go. Yeah, it's just it's a higher energy. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and then uh, body parts, obviously, your throat, trachea, larynx, pharynx, um, thyroid, right? Ears. Yeah. Oh, ears. ears. Oh, yeah. Hearing is nose. Yeah. Sometimes do you guys consider yeah, nose I would a third cons- eye or would you consider it a... I would consider nose throat okay. just because yeah. of the, the like the meridian system. Yeah. Um, that would just be me. But um, yeah, absolutely. What about jaw? Same. Yeah. Throat chakra. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jaw. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers the it's a pretty easy one when it comes to the physical parts. Yeah. There's only so much space there. <laughs> right. I, I would say for, for me in my practice with throat chakra, I see the most of it's, it's either creativity or communication issues. Um, well, yeah. Cause the emotions, right. Or the things associated would be communication expression. I mean, it's all about, I was feeling you know, heard and understood. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because it's that internal external, yes. right. So are you communicating well? Are you being communicated to? Are you feeling heard by others? Are you hearing others? Yeah. Like, right? It's it, it all goes both ways. What does your self-talk sound what like? Is, mm. Yes, self-talk. Self-limiting beliefs. Yes, absolutely. Usually with throat chakra, what I'm seeing is that people are not saying or... Ex- so it's either they're not saying what they need to be saying or they're not expressing what they need to express. And now that sounds simple, but like that could be like maybe you are an artist and you are not doing your artist stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe like you're very fashionable, but like right now you don't feel like you can dress the way that you want to. You okay. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could really be anything. It's like so if the throat chakra is constricted, your personal expression, it could be your identity, it could be a lot of different things, is somehow being limited. That's usually what I'm finding. But that see that's interesting because I would think yes I agree with that but I guess I usually think of it more in the way of well I don't know I was gonna I was gonna say that it gets a little like blended with sacral chakra and being able to express there but I guess like you know when you said like what kind of clothes you're wearing that's also a communication of who you are. And yeah, so, right. the solar plexus to me and, and throat are very connected, just like oh, you were saying, absolutely. crown yes, and are, heart. Yeah. It's yeah. like, usually if one is off, yeah. the other one is right. going to be off. And I would say sacral and, and throat are and connected throat, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas like sacral would be physical creat- creativity, like children, and and physical creativity of art, like building things. Like I would call that more sacral than I would throat, but it's not that you're not expressing something that's still an art form. Right, sure. right, right. Yeah, I see with the solar and the throat combination, um, I, I see this a lot with women, um, unfortunately. We're working on it, aren't we, girls? But it's the, it's the feeling like you really need to say something and you're not feeling empowered enough to do it. So like a people pleaser? Totally. Right, like, yes, like really want, saying no. How many women is it an issue to say no? It's definitely, it becomes, I know, right? I'm getting better for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so it's something as simple as that, right? Like if you are constantly saying yes, 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 because yes, you might have people pleaser tendencies or whatever the case is, or, um, 
you know, I think women in the workplace have often been put down over men or um, not taken as seriously. So I see this often in work situations where women are like, you know, their opinions, they don't feel like their opinions matter in a particular work environment. Um, whereas like a man of their same, um, you know, status gets taken more seriously, sure. they will be less likely to speak up because they're not feeling empowered in that situation. Um, so that's just, that's kind of a, oh, an interesting one that I see a lot with that combination. What about you? Yeah. Usually it's like, so have you been like squashing yourself a little bit to fit in? Mm -hmm. I find it a lot around, uh, families, you know, yeah. Holiday time, oh, yeah. which is interesting yeah. because, you know, people get sick a lot yeah. in winter time. Right. They got the sore throat. Yeah. They've got the, yeah. In the grief, you know? Yeah. Grief is yeah. a big emotion during the holidays. Absolutely. That yeah. can present with a throat chakra blockage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Think about like when you want to cry and you stop yourself. It's like the lump in the throat kind of clumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your foot clumped. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's such an uncomfortable feeling. Um, there's actually in Chinese medicine, there's people often will feel like there's like a, something stuck in your throat mm. and we call this plump pit chi. And so it's like a plum pit. I don't know why plum pit is stuck in your throat. Um, but we see it as like an energetic accumulation or a chi accumulation that is there um, typically because of an emotional discrepancy for whatever reason. And all the time I get people who will come in and be like, I just feel like I can't like something stuck. I can't swallow it down. Um, and is there like a follow up question you have to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on what else they're presenting with. OK, but if we haven't talked about it already, I will be asking about where are you at emotionally? What's your emotional status? What are your stress levels like? Right. Like that kind of stuff. Um, and start going down that avenue to kind of get a better idea of okay, well, if this person is really anxious about something or really struggling with whatever issue, right, then I'm going to be relating that to that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Any other stuff in the throat chakra? Not that I, I can think, think so. of. Okay. Let's give us that third eye. Third eye. <laughs> the color is indigo. The... Well, the element <laughs> is a mystery. No, I, yeah. what did you say? It was space. Yeah, space right? and then spirit is the oh, last space one. And, yeah, oh, okay, right. yeah, okay. Um, some body parts would be like eyes, head, face, forehead, um, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, the hypothalamus, right? Like all of these different... Um, Hormonal regulation, yeah. sleep regulation. Absolutely, yeah. And so this is the space of our body where we would have um, psychic connection, um, where we have trust, I think, in our um, trust in ourselves, but also trust on our path, like where we trust our path. That's just me. I don't know if that's you guys. I mean, for me, that's probably not where I would associate that with, but I wouldn't say that's necessarily wrong. Mm. Um, I mean, I definitely would say that like our path and our vision for the future is 100% right. relevant to yeah. the third eye. That's what I, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, 
And then I would say too, like, um, anxiety. I think anxiety oh, yeah. also sits here as well. I think For anxiety sure. can sit anywhere, honestly. <laughs> I think, I think the over, I think that the overthinking flavor yeah. of anxiety yep. Yep. is yep. Right. what you get there. Right. Where you, yeah. Especially when you have an insomnia with overthinking yep. mm -hmm. where you're like waking up and you're like, I just can't stop thinking about this thing. Or like you wake up and you're like, remember when I said that stupid thing, like 14 <laughs> years ago on this exact day, like, why did I say that? Um, that would definitely be a third eye issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. You no, know, I, I, so yeah, in my experience, I, I think when people are coming in with third eye stuff, if it's too small, I'm thinking, okay, they're not sync like they're, they're denying something like they don't want to see something They're like something like maybe even mm. cognitively, like something is, is not going on there. Like if someone's complaining of brain fog, I could see that as coming through as a sure. constricted uh, or a third eye chakra or headaches or migraines headaches, or something. Migraines. Yeah. Stuff like that. Inability to think like things like, like people complaining of that, that mm -hmm. would make sense. Um, but what I tend to see most often is a very overactive third eye. And then like, that's what we just talked about. Worrying, overthinking, turning things over in your brain a thousand times. Like usually there is something in the future that you were thinking about or worrying about. Like, and that, that tends to consume the third eye. And, and that's what I would see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The third eye is, that can be a tough one too, because there's, there's a lot that can go on in there. And what, especially when it comes to psychic connection. Um, and so I will see this a lot when people are experiencing something psychically, but they're like denying it. Okay. Um, or if they are um, like, if they know that a certain choice or decision is the best one, but like, and this of course would involve other chakras, but like they're feeling judged about it or whatever, but like, you know, it's the best thing for you. Um, but you're just sort of like not seeing the way forward. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a broad. I, I don't I think that makes one. sense where it's like, you just can't see the path forward. Yeah. yeah that would be a yeah. symptom of a, of a third eye thing. Yeah. What right? about you, Emily? Hmm. Definitely like headaches. Yeah. Headaches yeah. are something that I see a lot where I'm like, hmm, okay. So like, what do you do to connect to your spiritual team? Like, what do you do to connect to yourself? What do you do to relax? Cause another thing I'm thinking of is being stuck in a, in a thought spiral. Yeah. yeah. If it's too overactive, um, dreaming would be another thing I would say. Yeah. yeah right. Involved. That's a good one. I would say any chakra can be involved, but you find this can be a place where like self-limiting beliefs, negative thought patterns yeah. Yeah. definitely can get like stuck there. Yeah. And then I think too, when that becomes overabundant, when you have a lot of like um, self-limiting beliefs, especially, I really start to see a lot that goes on with like people's eyes and like, you know, I get... Uh, quite a few folks that will have like pain, it, literal pain, like, and they'll show me like around their forehead and on their temples or like dry eyes, sticky eyes, like, you know, um, or, or even like 
blurry vision or whatever the case is, right? Like it's just, I start to see a lot of physical manifestation with that, with like self-limiting beliefs. Anything else? I think that's it for no, the third eye. No, I think that covers it. Let's let's get into this this crown business. Crown. <laughs> yeah, the crown is well, the color is violet or white or, white, or yeah. yeah, right. I mean it's um it's kind of all the colors. Um and then I guess the element is spirit, which makes sense. Um it's located at the crown of your head. And so um this is like our area where we connect to the divine. We connect with um, higher power or, or whatever it is that, that is bigger than us. And so some physical manifestations of this, again, I think headaches, migraines can fall into here. Mm. Um, definitely anxiety again. (laughs) I see a lot of anxiety that comes up in here. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Definitely like ungrounded if it's too Mm. much up there. Anxiety, ungroundedness, disconnection. Yeah. Yeah. And there will usually be like a root combo with yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Like Josh was saying earlier, a lot of connection to the root. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, one of the common things that I see. So like frequently in our world where, you know, we don't necessarily adhere to one specific religion and especially in our country where there tends to be one predominant religion. Mm there tends to be encounters where people might give you their opinion and want to trip you up and make you feel. And so like, I will actually see people that will run into a family member and they're like, well, you think that, or you believe this or blah. And then it will disrupt their crown chakra. They will throw out their spiritual system and make them feel, you know, it's, it's unsettling for them. I'll also see, and this is an unfortunate one, but if there is like, a belief that is being held that is holding this individual back from their path or their growth constricted crown chakra. So like I've run into people that maybe they have a family member who is not heterosexual or Mm. maybe is non cisgender. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll notice in the session, they have a lot to say about that. That doesn't sound exactly what I'd call PC. Mm. Come to find out, I go scanning body and I'll see very, very constricted crown chakra. Sure. And so it's just like, you know, I feel like there's like an implanted belief there. Yeah. It's not theirs. You know, people don't hate <laughs> naturally. Yeah, that's not yeah, things we sure. do. Mm-hmm. So sure. there's something there that's got to go. And so usually it's like a limiting belief that's keeping them from growing and expanding their consciousness growing and expanding their mind from becoming more connected to oneness and to all things. Right. And I had that in my last session with you. We talked about this. Um, and I think it's important to mention, and we talked about it being like a religious trauma Mm. Yeah, that I have like seeded this belief and I can feel myself closing myself off. I'm I'm breaking past it now. This was a few months ago, but It was like this belief was making it hard to break through because it was like, oh, what you're doing is wrong, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and even though I know it's not, it's just like this, I grew up believing this and it was taught to me. So in order to really um, 
take advantage of my gifts to really use my gifts, I have to unlearn that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing to do. Right. No, it's not. And it doesn't even have to, like, like you say, it's like not even like a, but the example that I gave was like, I guess negative or whatever. And this is not like a negative example, but it's just an example of like, yeah, it limits that expansion of consciousness Mm -hmm. from having this like belief. That's yeah. I, I find that common there. And then like we mentioned before, if crown chakra is very constricted, depression. I'm thinking that they're depressed huh. because there's, there's no spiritual connection, which yeah, means that right. there's, there's hopeless. There's no hope. There's no faith that yeah. like, woe is me. Yeah. Those are the things that I tend to see. Like if it's really constricted, then yeah, usually these people are feeling really rough. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that. I don't see a lot of crown chakra. It doesn't stuff. come up much. Yeah. It really doesn't. I don't, not a ton. And if it does, it's usually there's like a direct link there. But um, that's probably the one that I see the least of. I would agree. Actually. Yeah, I'd have to agree yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see that very often, and I think there's probably some bias because of our profession. Like we're in a spiritual profession, so people that are people coming are coming in, to us true. are yeah. already on that level. Exactly. So we're either if if someone's coming in with a crown chakra issue, maybe they, you know, like is an imposter. <laughs> well, you know what's <laughs> interesting? Jenna was saying that she had someone the other day where everything was blocked and I was oh, like well yeah. do you think everything was blocked or were they just not open to you that's a good question I mean typically this person is pretty open okay and we scan frequently okay I so it's someone you've seen before oh, so yeah. is this surprising okay many, I thought it was someone times. coming in new no and that's why it kind of shocked me because I've never experienced that with this person before and I've just never had that I mean certainly like several but never every single one. And I kind of like went through and did it again. and was like, did I, did, was it me? Is it user error? You know? Um, and so, but that was kind of another one of those things though, where like there was something going on that was being talked about very nonchalantly. Okay. And I was like, I, so I already was kind of like, okay, probably the lowers, but then did I it occur recently. I, I think it's an ongoing situation, oh, okay. right? Okay. That like kind of comes and goes and ebbs and flows and whatnot. Um, I don't know though, because where we're at is, is not really discussing it in detail and that's sure. okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's what I gather based on the information that I've been given. And so, um, yeah, I was a little taken aback and kind of like, huh, what, where do I go with this? You know, right. Um, how do I, where, because I almost was thinking like, what is going to be my access point? Right. Cause I think like, I, I guess I was thinking, okay, if I can get her really grounded, if I can start at the root, maybe that can kind of start to open and create a cascade mm-hmm. of events. I've done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was just kind of like, cause I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think about the root of the problem. Maybe it's just the root, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, badger. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I don't know, but it just like, it definitely was, was it, it perplexed me a little bit. I think you did the right thing. I think going for the root and doing cleansing is what I would have done. What else can you do? What, what else can you do? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I did what I knew how to do and that person left happy as far as I know. Yeah. Right. I think you did your job, you know, but it was, it was an interesting one. And so, and I think it's important to mention too, because the other thing I will get 
Um, and these are, these are some of my folks with anxiety that are caught up in different chakras. They will be anxious about what I'm finding too. So I'm always, and then they're always like, is this forever? I'm like, no. No, it's so, today. Yes, it's like right, right now. Exactly. Like a lot of, in a lot of these treatments and I tell people, and if that is happening, I will scan them again and let them watch so that they know how quickly these things can change. Yeah. So like I'll, you know, and some, and I'll tell them like some will probably be changed by the end of this treatment. Some may not, they might take a little bit longer and that's okay because mm -hmm. eventually they're going to flow and it's all going to be good. We just need to figure out how to let that happen. So I, I do get some people who are like, uh, but, but why are they so messed up today? And I'm like, you had a thing going on. It's yeah. totally fine. like that happens, you know? Um, and so we'll, we'll try to help clear it out and restore and everything will be well. Everything will be flowing. Yes. The rivers are the flowing. The rivers. Yeah, let it flow, baby. We're going to get your rivers going. Oh, yeah. Easy now. I mean, maybe. Yeah, right? You never know. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that, though, dude. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Sacred Scoop, a spiritual survival guide. If this podcast resonates with you, we graciously invite you to go to our show page to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. For more information about us, please visit sacredearthholistic.com and follow us on socials.